brutal. Let's go ahead and get started. We already broke some ice with getting to know. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. This is nnmradio.com. I am your host, James, and I am with... Luke Wright. Pleasure to be here, James. Of course. NNM Weekly, where we giving you the news on yesteryear, this year, the decade. I was also giving myself some more time to scroll through the decade, like, okay, yeah, this happened, yeah, that happened, yeah, this happened. Also gave me a chance to see... All right, let me bring up some other news articles that happened last year that isn't so high topic, but maybe worth a, a, a conversation or some exploring in, into uh, whatever subjects it may be. Did you happen to bring any topics? Oh, man. You know, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I've been really focused mainly on uh, on this, this situation going on with Iran right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Primary focus. Uh, I have sort of shifted away from the retrospective of the decade and uh, and just been focusing because it's been it's been hot and heavy. You know, there have been every every time I look at a headline, somebody's attacking somebody. Yeah, you you can see that with uh, with, with the tabloids. Sorry for being a little distracted. Not at all. Not at all. So let's let's dive into Iran uh, and what's the other country? Iraq, I think, is also involved in yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Iraq. I mean, really, ultimately, ultimately, and this is like a very facile, simple kind of thing to say. The whole Middle East is involved in this. The question is, why is America involved in this? And you'd be a fool to think the whole Middle East isn't involved, or they don't have any uh, say so in this in this opinion. That they're all separate, like how us Westerners may may be, and um, also just just to start this off, real nasty rumor that I believe the left is putting out the media's. They're hinting that Trump assassinated the president of Iraq. No way. Yeah, they're hinting the president at of the Iraq. Yeah, they're hinting that holy shit. Trump's involvement in Iraq influenced the assassination of the president of Iraq. That he had something to do with that move or what happened over there and now they're dogpiling on You don't mean Soleimani, do you? I really don't know the uh leader's name until he just died, um be God's honest. Boy, so I I, I mean the guy who I, I know died, well, the main main guy who everybody's been talking about is Soleimani, who is um the head of the Kud, um, which which is like a, a militant force in Iran, and he's like the number two guy in Iran who was in Iraq, and he was killed by a missile strike. But ah, the assassination gotcha. of the president of Iraq is, you know what? If I if I've been paying attention to it and I didn't notice that, then I've got a big uh, blind spot. Well, if for for me and especially for my parents who are like staunch democrats always watching cnn day in day out they would get that sense and we was just talking off of that little bit of information and rumors speculating on oh did trump do it what does that mean for us in the middle east and uh that's that's a uh, pre- pretty dangerous i also have a topic on iran being that iran is one of no, Saudi Arabia, I mean to say, not Iran. I'm mm-hmm. I'm stuck. Saudi Arabia always like uh I don't know if this is true, like to 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 the dime that but 
weekly or monthly, they would gather their criminals and behead them for various crimes and also beat them. Just just in plain sight, in, in the city square, they, they literally do things like that and nasty rumors of trafficking people and um, um, buying out the um, Hollywood elites to um, um, like finance some type of convention that they always have down there and do like basically Illuminati stuff well, just in a Middle Eastern way. You know, you know, the Saudi Arabia, uh, Israel and America are part of a group called the Safari Club, which um, which was formed. A oh, Safari Club. That Safari sounds Club a bit is the name of the group. Um, campy. It does. Well, I, I think they uh, they were founded in the 70s. Okay. Um, I, I don't remember the exact history of this. I wasn't really um, looking looking for this uh, before I came over here. But um, so the Safari Club, uh, basically their goal is to have sort of a hegemonic control over the Middle East. And for that, one of their uh, one of their primary targets, of course, would be Iran. Now, just just a little digression. The Safari Club, ultimately, and I'll, and you're going to get this when I send you over my 9/11 deep dive, is is the group that is responsible for 9/11. So it was Saudi Arabia, Israel, and elements in the American CIA and FBI um, who were who were responsible for that happening. That's a shame Israel was involved in 9/11. I, I mean, of course they were, and, and even in Netanyahu's book. That he put out um, uh, before before nine eleven happened, he said in the book he predicted that the World Trade Center would be bombed and that this was going to ultimately lead to Israel's control of the region. Um, Isn't it kind of weird how you go back in the day, just about almost everybody, even weird conspiracies were were saying, "Yeah, we 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 predict nine eleven to happen before it happens." Well. And you you could go to like movies and even a, a spot in uh, the Simpsons. They show the newspaper showing nine eleven. It's like whoa! Yeah, how did like all these? How do all these people know about nine eleven before it happened? Well, I mean, there that and that concept is called predictive programming. The fact that like um, media puts out little like uh, hints and saying like here this is what's going to happen this is what's going to happen and people have different theories as to why they do that i'm not a real big believer in that um i think there are just a lot of there's a lot of media that comes out so there are certain coincidences not to say that people in media don't cross over with people who might know about these sorts of uh, these sorts of issues uh i mean larry silverstein getting um you know uh, pick, taking out an insurance package on the World Trade Center buildings the day before 9-11. Fishy, um, fishy. Specifically covering terror attacks, which is an unusual thing to put in your insurance policy. And then yeah, very specific. He sued them for twice the damage because he said it was two buildings, even though it was registered as one property. Um, well, technically three he buildings, right? He, he I'm sorry. Is well, it technically three? Minutes? It was three, but he, he he only doubled up. He just doubled up. He didn't go for all three. Yeah, the the, the dive into nine eleven real quick. Um, they say the third building had a demolition uh, schedule. Ironically, that same day. So 
when the planes crashed, they were like, oh, how convenient. Let's blow the building up well, with the people in it on top of that. And the, uh, the plan... The, uh, the plan to invade Iraq and Afghanistan um, landed on George W. Bush's desk September 10th. So, oh. you know, coincidence? Yeah, that, that's kind of, that's something I don't think is coincidental. Right, um, right. And the, the plan has always been um, to take over these, these five countries, topple these five countries in the Middle East. I heard about that. All around Israel. In like the next 15 years, something exactly. weird like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and of course, all of these countries that we're targeting now are on that list. Um, yeah, we're a bit overdue for that, for, you know, taking them over in 15 years or so, right? Well, and I mean, and I mean what, what is that for us? When you, when you talk about pulling out of these wars on the news, there was always that little Tucker Carlson segment where Tucker, Tucker was uh, asking some United States congressman, a Republican congressman, I don't remember which one. Um, what like what are we doing in Syria? Why are we going to invade Syria? This was when the Syria conflict was going on six months ago. Uh-huh. And the congressman said, "Well, if you care about Israel, you know, I, he, they're our greatest ally, and they're the only democracy in the Middle East. And like, Fuck so no. what? So okay, all of that. So what? Even that was if that was true, Israel is certainly not an ally. They spy on us." More than any other country in the world, they they absolutely use us as a golem. Yeah, if you heard uh, "Big Satan, Little Satan," absolutely. Yeah, you know, we're like they're Big Satan. Well, I mean, are they right about that? Or are they wrong about that? I think I think they're right, given they're how we right we've been uh, like their puppet all the way up to this point, literally exactly. to to this year. Uh, between America, France, and the UK being guilt-tripped into their agenda. Well, and, and not just guilt-tripped. If you look at the um, the major lobbyists in America, the, the biggest financial donors are Zionists, are staunch Jewish Zionists, and they're that. the biggest donors to both parties. The same person, biggest donor to both parties. Mm, well, that um, sounds Sheldon like a conspiracy. Nielsen, yeah, I mean... Why are they doing that if it's not just for complete uh, total dominance of, of our American political decisions? It's, it's a win-win tactic, and uh, corporations do that all the time. The same people that own Pepsi are the same people that own Coca-Cola, ironically. Right. And know? people are uncomfortable with that because they think, oh, it's going to lead to these, you know, either a relaxing of regulations or uh, tax cuts for these companies, so they're going to have a better business. No, um, if anything, the opposite happens. Well, I, I mean, that does that. That can be the effect. It can companies can lobby for their business interests and have commercial um, uh, successes based on those lobbies. But what people think about less than that is okay. Well, if they can do it. Other countries can do it too. The Israel lobby is is the biggest lobby in America. These these politicians get millions upon millions. Donald Trump has probably got hundreds of millions of dollars from Zionists. Yeah, just and sitting on his desk. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he did in in Israel. He's, he's yummy, yummy Israel Jew great come. again. Yummy, yummy Jew come. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. It really is. Well, and who's in charge of the Israel peace plan? Jared Kushner. You know, yeah, yeah, he is. (laughs) 
It just doesn't make sense from the perspective his son of son-in-law, not even his blood son. His son-in-law. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so like, uh, back to uh, we're, we're going to topple these seven countries in the Middle East in 15 years. I think the very first step in that line was toppling Gaddafi. Was it? Well, that that was definitely a a step. Libya was on that list. Libya is on that list, rather. Yeah, it um, is still one of the most disrespectful countries towards America to this day. Like they go yeah. out of their way to bomb the embassy in America. Well, I but, mean, uh, in Libya, right? I well, well, Gaddafi. Look at so here, and this is this is where you know people hear the word Rothschilds and they think, oh, alarm bells go off. They think, don't believe anything you're about yeah, to hear if you hear the word Rothschilds. Because in the same with Rockefeller, well, well, yeah, but I mean, I would say even even more so with with the Rothschilds, who are such an enormous entity that has had such a huge effect on world history. And then for some reason, when you hear that word, your brain shuts off. But um, the countries that are not owned by a Rothschild central bank that do not have a Rothschild central bank, let's list them off. Okay. North Korea and Iran. And at that time, Libya, all of these countries and in the past Germany before world (laughs) war two and during world war two, all of these, the most demonized countries in Western media are the ones that are not owned by this predatory international bank uh, family. Um, I believe it. So, you know, this is when you hear stuff about North Korea and about Iran, you know, Iran, what what's wrong with it? Like, I, I don't think if we bother them, they'd really bother us. What interest do they have in, in that? What interest do we have there? I think the reason why they got such a quarrel with us is because it's Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is so giddy giddy with us in the oil trade that we got with them and keeping oil prices low supposedly well and if we sever their ties then where we're going to get our power from and saudi arabia is cooperative with israel to say the very least yeah they're like really weird in this chess game the saudis it's it's almost like an obfuscation like the, the saudis are incredibly wealthy uh resource wealthy low iq retard millionaires <laughs> like they they are they are and, and it's true yeah I, even joe rogan Bashar, exposed it was like yeah they're apparently inbred they're retarded they're just really rich retards like and and they just have been this way for a long time middle easterners look at them as as like the, they're the scum of the middle east bashar says this from um Who's a Palestinian friend of ours? Right, right. He is Palestinian, and um, yeah, they they just I guess haven't read any history on the British monarchy bloodline and see where does that lead. Well, and the I mean, we're we're going really all over the place now, but I'll just say as a little as a little footnote for anybody who wants to look at this too, um, the British monarchy largely German, most mostly Germans, but um. Not that, not that. Of course, I have anything against Germans. Um, help me out with this name, guy. He was just on Golden Globes. Just gave a speech. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. yeah. Basically said "f you" to every and you know <laughs> out there. And so that I, I heard um, uh, Phoenix, 
Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, also said, fuck you. It just walked off I didn't stage. hear about him. I didn't hear about him. I did hear about the Ricky Gervais thing. Um, so, I, you know, I read this article. That's the first I heard about it. I read this article um, talking about this. And the article was, was basically saying, whoa, you know, he's, he's such a rebel, this guy, Ricky Gervais. He said Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, whoa, he's, he's really going against the grain. But, you know, the more I looked into it, Ricky Gervais has done the Golden Globes. He's hosted the Golden Globes for the past four years. Oh, consecutively. Yeah, over and over again. And oh, he said he... since the first year, I'm never going to do this again, so I'm just going balls to the wall. Like, every time mm-hmm. he just, you know, doesn't give a fuck. Four years in a row, he's like, yeah, this is the last year. And that's why he keeps getting rehired, because that was that was a hit over and over again. Uh-huh. Um, so this, like... People all saying, like, Ricky Gervais is based? Ricky Gervais is red-pilled? One of us? Of course you know? he's been. But From a while, he's popped up on my radar. I don't think he is, though. I, I think, first of all, it, it's on TV. It's not based. Okay? That's pretty much the rule. It's as simple as that. Like, there's no baster than Trump? I mean, look at how the TV... Okay. <clears throat> Because Trump goes off the off the rails once when he looks away from the teleprompter, you know he's just about to call somebody a son of a bitch. Or... And, yeah, but and the, I mean, and the media covers people. that because he's the president, right? So they they have to. But general rule: if it's on TV and a scripted Golden Globe speech, it's not based. They're not going to let anything based on TV. Um, I mean, they did this interview. People will say, "Oh, they did this interview with Richard Spencer." They did a CNN interview with Richard yeah, Spencer. and when he was doing that, I knew I was like, I knew he was an industry plant. You know, and, and I'm not sure. Like, about who that. elected this? Yeah, I, I do want to talk about the the movement, yo. Know? I, I really want to get deep into my how I feel and where it's going. Yeah. <sighs> who? Elected Richard Spencer as the leader. Ooh, well, where was this election? So first of all, I think I think that Richard Spencer is not the leader of the alt right. I think that he, I, I, I believe it was Philip Rushton who came up with the phrase alt right, and then you know uh, who the real leader ought to be, and you know who I'm about to say. You're gonna say Jared Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem. I love Jared Taylor. He's my first. Jared Taylor, like, he red-pilled me, like, really, for the first time. Um, he's a great speaker. He's a good guy. He has a huge blind spot when it comes to juice. You know who 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 uh, gave me a good red pill was uh, Chris Hitchinson. Christopher Hitchens? Yeah, he he was he what was, was my first red pill. Um, when he was talking about Mother Teresa, and that shit was like. Oh, is that true? And then looking up other people, and they had their contrary to to Mother Teresa, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so this this guy is intelligent. First of all, first time I came across him, I didn't like I I had to raise my own brain frequency to understand what he's saying. That's how that's how bad the blue pills are, because that was me blue pills essentially back then. Both of, what both of these people have in common with Christopher Hitchens and Jared Taylor, they have good rhetoric. They speak really, really well. They know what they're saying. Um, 
I think that they both provide a good bridge into some more substantial ideas because what they do is they take the we you know what we're saying blue pilled mind they take this sort of um indoctrinated brain and they sort of they speak so well and they're so charming and they have such nice voices um and they come across yes. as, as pretty friendly and open um they take these brains and they sort of lower your defenses because you're like oh i'm intrigued by this and this sounds cool and they're btfoing everyone they're talking to and I want to BTFO everyone I'm talking to, you know, because these are these are difficult ideas. These are controversial ideas. Yeah. These are like ideas you had as a child that you said out loud, uh, you know, to your parents or to your teacher. And they're like, no, you know, this is how it is. This is how it is. Right. Right. And, and I mean, obviously much more so with Jared Taylor. Um, but, you know, as far as there being a leader of whether you call the the alt-right or the dissident right, um, nationalists, whatever whatever you really want to refer to it as, I don't really think there is a leader because I think that what's happening with this movement right now with this uh, sort of, uh, you could call it nationalist 2.0 group, is that... Um, they're trying they're trying a strategy where they're trying to reach out to all these different demographics and and age range age ranges so there mm -hmm. is like a a nick fuentes for the zoomers there is a um like a richard spencer for the like high school kids college kids nah, he's for um, the gen x's Oh, I think I think he's totally for Gen Xers also. Yeah, you're you're right about that. But but then you also have the Jared Taylors, which are a good sort of introduction for anybody, but yeah, yeah. The David America Petrie Renaissance, like it doesn't get more like default than that, like subtly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well it's and they have good optics. They have terrific optics. And you know, I just wish and I've heard Jared Taylor speak about this before. His issue is entirely race, which is which is a, a big issue. I think but it's not a holistic worldview. Yeah, matter of fact, you are right because he he gets guilt tripped or gets baited into their point of view arguments and try to fight that type of little niche battle instead of fighting or instead of always addressing the initial idea as what Jared Taylor did in this like one interview with some lady I, I think she was like an abc podcaster and he 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 was very clear in the way he presented his arguments despite the counter arguments she was trying to display and richard spencer i don't want to assume that matter of fact to assume that he's he's bad at debating and he has a flaw and sometimes in like the charles barkley uh, debate really cringy to watch that one with him uh yeah i don't i don't know if i saw that yeah i'm like why are you doing an interview with charles barkley on nba tv or nba.com tv whatever did he really yeah it was wow. it's super cringy and yeah. then he did it again mm -hmm. not with uh what's his name charles barkley he did it again with this like random black guy from some news organization well it was daryl lamont jenkins i think yeah, a, and then he he's go, an Antifa organizer. Yeah, the five hundred one c three status. So what he did, what they always do, is get a little emotion when they 
emotional when they present their racial debates and Richard Spencer got guilt tripping into that bullshit, that, that bullshit, like disposition. I can't remember what his point of view on, on, uh, whenever they try to get emotionally racial, but well, it, yeah, he, I, I think you that, could take it. I mean, I, I was just going to say, just to respond to what you, what you just said, you know, Richard Spencer, I think has said before he is a romantic like that is he's an idealist and so he does have these these sort of lofty some some might say poetic kind of notions um and i think that's part of his rhetoric that's part of who he's trying to appeal to that's part of what's so appealing to those people and as to the question of going in all these sort of cringy media directions you know i i think that there is a place for someone to normalize these ideas and i think these ideas are becoming normalized and the culture is shifting farther and farther into accepting these more dissident right-wing ideas yeah people are building up that tolerance to say fuck it i'm gonna still check this box off yeah i i mean i think i think they're becoming normalized and people are feeling more like it's okay to have these ideas uh and part of that is going to be, you know, appearances like stupid media appearances on with with Charles Barkley, I guess. Um, yeah. I you know, and not I bad, not vouching for the interview, of course. But uh, and as to him, as to him being a good debater or not, the debate that he did with Sargon was truly yeah it's classic yeah i've seen that everybody do yourselves a favor check that out it's classic yeah really funny stuff if you want to see him at his best yeah that's <laughs> that go there i've never liked him more than that interview next on the list is a rumor um if you follow what's his name whatever AOC is supposedly stirring up so much controversy, there might be a decision being made of having her kicked off or so, um, something from the House of Res- U.S. Representatives, I believe she's in. Wow, I, I haven't heard anything about that. So what, what is she doing that's getting people, getting people riled up? Is not putting down the Green Deal 2.0. So... She put down. She put out the Green Deal 2.0, or yeah, she she, she um she's she pushed it as um she's presenting it as mainly her idea, and um we we uh briefly discussed in the last episode talking about the windmills and how ineffective they are, and um so the Green Deal didn't didn't get past the House of Representatives overall. Um, the U.S. representatives, and now she's, you know, going about tirading, saying that it was about white supremacy, bigotry, and um, she wants to present it again, but not in its due time. And, um, yeah, so she's using her power and her platform, unlike any other U.S. representative has, and far as the rumor goes there might be some type of process or some type of uh, petition going around 
saying that she could possibly, I guess, be voted out of her of her position. This is the same person I remember that the day she got elected as a U.S. representative showed up to whatever building the representatives go to and thinking she's going to get inaugurated. So, <laughs> they, did the, did yeah, that happen? Yeah, yeah, that oh, happened. Man, I, I didn't hear about and, that. And uh, then she was like kind of surprised and scoffed at um, the press saying, yeah, this is a shame that we don't get any acknowledgement or inaugurations when becoming the U.S. representative. Uh, this is a big deal. This is a big position, and I'm going to do my best to change this country around. See, and this is all of these things that you're talking. I have I have a lot to say about this, but I'll just I'll just say this for now. Um, this is why women can't be in politics, because like she, first of all, first of all, you I mean, some say, women. Well, look, okay, we and we we can talk. Yeah, I mean, exceptions, Naxalt, and all that, but. Um, with with AOC, you're saying first of all that she she's arguing now for you know the Green New Deal that was my idea, and like she's getting like personally offended and stuff, and and then you're saying when she was elected, she was like this is unfair that no one is out here clapping for me, and and I'm gonna make I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that you know somebody pays more attention to me next time. Yeah. It's like a personal sort of self-aggrandizing strategy where she's just saying, you know, what, what, but what about how I'm perceived? What about how people see me? What about my social value? And this is a very female tendency to seek out social approval. Uh, whereas you'll have a man like Donald Trump. You're not going to have a woman who's out, outspoken in politics. You can say AOC is outspoken in certain circles. Well, not in Manhattan. She's not, uh, and that's where she is. Mm-hmm. She's in she's in New York City. Um, yeah, she's in was she Brooklyn, the Something Bronx? Like that. I, I, I think know. she's in the. I don't know, but I mean, and and then at the very very beginning of that, just to get off the the woman subject, but I I do think that's important. Um, you're saying that she could be voted out. She was only voted in. By like a couple of thousand votes, like she, nobody talked about this. People talked about it as this big soaring victory. Damn. She barely, barely made it in. Oh, now I remember. Like one of the first hundred days in, she almost messed over New York's uh, working economy with uh, Amazon. If you remember, she um, started to get involved in some deal where it involved uh, corporations in New York. And she was for getting the corporations out, but she forgot she's bought by the corporations. And they were like trying to kick her out immediately, I remember. Not I I remember for having Amazon move its like big facility that was gonna add like a whole bunch of jobs in New York, maybe uh to New Jersey, I believe. Yeah. Or you know, they were like, Yeah, we're gonna go to New Jersey. I remember. Of course, and of course, and, and that was like at the new year of this year, I believe that happened. I don't remember, huh? No, and you know what? I don't, I, I don't really remember this at all. Um, as far as big companies setting up like Amazon factories in small towns and stuff, I am look, I, I support small business, I like small businesses, 
I don't like Amazon. I think that Amazon putting a factory in a small town uh, is bad, and you see those towns totally... All the small business dry up. Nobody wanting to yeah. work for these small businesses. Um, like I mean, looking honestly, at just New, having New Jersey's, looking at New Jersey's landscape is a prime example of what corporations do mm. in 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 our uh, demographics. Well, and and you know, the fact that I don't like that, that I don't like Amazon moving into small towns and stuff. New York City and New Jersey are strip malls. They're big shopping malls like that. That is what they are. Yeah. Um, so I don't have as big a problem necessarily with, you know, I think it's ridiculous to say, like, we have to keep Amazon out of New York. Like, you're coming in too late. There's so much already in New York that that's a, it's it's not a drop in the bucket, but it's almost, it's almost insane. It's like coming in to find your house is on fire and then you go to put out, like, a throw pillow. Like, you go to try to put out just a throw pillow. It's, it's. It's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's so many parasites in in New York. Um, so many conspiracies saying, "Oh yeah, one one side is is owned by the Jews and the other side is owned by the Chinese." Well, the Chinese. I mean, and and there's like a little section owned by the Russians, like supposed. Really. Um, I mean, but who Russian are mob who are these or Russians? something like, like that. The Russian mob is Jewish. Yeah, like all these people. I was telling somebody that the Italian mafia was Jewish, and they were surprised. They they almost wanted to call bullshit on that. Well, yeah, call bullshit on it. Look, look at look at Las Vegas. Look at the founding of Las Vegas uh, with with was I don't know if it was Mo Green or Mo Dalitz, like these these guys who commanded the the beginning of Sin City, the start of Sin City. Oh, I yeah. should look into that. Oh yeah, they're they're totally they're the Italian mafia. No, they're not. No, they just simply are not. Just the Jewish mafia. They, yeah, they are, but it's euphemistically called Italian or Russian. Um, yeah, the Soviet Union. And if I had to take a guess, um, Las Vegas probably didn't erupt until maybe 1920s. Um, you know what? I think, um, I think it was later like I than would. That. Uh, oh, later than that? I'd yeah, to, see, because if it's later than that, that'll just more confirm the conspiracies, because you'll be surprised of all these things that you think has been around, but no, it's just that they just erupted like in the 30s or just in the 40s, and you're like, oh, wow, so magically after the Great Depression, America really did transform into something totally different than what it was. Well, yeah, it it did, it did. Um, but I mean, even boy, I think I think it's transforming faster and faster as time goes on. That's my yeah my sense of things. And that's what um um paleoanthropology uh, looking at our our time clock. That's what the time clock actually says. Our yeah. our our periods and our eons are ending quicker and quicker now, like mm. right now. You know, and I, I think, like, it's, you get the take that, oh, you know, this is, people have always felt like this. People, people always have felt like this. And I think to some extent there, there is always this feeling that, like, you know, I, I'm seeing everything from my perspective and from my perspective, like the course of my life is the course of the earth. And, um, and of course, you know, if I'm feeling a certain way about my life, I'm going to feel a certain way about the world, but 
I do also think that there are phenomenon that have been happening lately that haven't happened in the past. People always talk about, oh, the older generation always fights with the younger generation. This has been happening forever. There's a quote from Socrates about this. But what's happening now is, you know, th there's always been growth. There's always the younger generations have had a longer life expectancy. There's been sort of an upward, upward mobility as the trend of history. Yeah, that's what I always argue for. And now the boomers are saying, like, well, these kids today, you know, damn that, you know, they, they have it so easy, even though our life expectancy for the first time is falling and we are downward, downwardly mobile in, our, in the middle class. Yeah, well, our, our generation is like the really uh, unorthodox generation. We're we're the we're we're really different. It's it's hard for even um scientists to to then put a name to what the fuck we are, because we're certainly not Homo sapien. We're we're something different, especially us millennials. I also notice this could be coincidence, but most millennials are born right or after the Human Genome Project has been completed and i was like hmm suspicious you know like everybody after that point probably <laughs> got a little dabbed in the test tube or whatever the fuck i couldn't i, I couldn't really we're digressing so yeah, fucking really hard that. let's you know what we, well you can talk about that some other time when i have yeah. a chance to read about it um what, what um happened in uh recent news was uh tesla cyber truck did you ever check it out? Well, I saw like the presentation Elon Musk did where he threw a giant pinball through the window. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I was like, why are they, they destroying like, it? Redesigned it or something. Yeah. Here's the thing. All of um all like cyberpunk and stuff takes place in the twenty twenties. And if you look around, the only thing that's remotely cyberpunk is that Tesla truck. It's like the only nineteen history. And what? Vape pens. And yeah, no, that's that's actually another that's a second good thing. Um not even neon lights because they had that since like the eighties or seventies. Right. Right. And I mean they always were dystopian, these cyberpunk things, yeah. and like there were too many people and they were all stacked on top of each other and everything was dirty, but at least it looked cool. Everything just looks like a more fallen apart version of what it used to look like now. You know, I want to digress so hard. Yeah, okay. That. No, no, we won't do that. So tell me about the Cybertruck. Um, is it called the Cybertruck? Yeah, really called Come the Cybertruck. Yeah, when That's I. That's bullshit. Yeah, right? I, I was looking it up and I was like, um, Tesla truck and then the name Cybertruck <laughs> popped up. And I was like, okay, so they're really calling it a Cybertruck. Cyber also, what I did with digress is um, saying is um, I joke with uh, friends and family and be like, yeah, if we brought like some of those people that died back, tell them it's 2019 or 2020, they'll think there's flying cars, they'll think this and that, and no, they their expectations would be severely subverted. Are totally lacking, yeah. There, there's nothing... They're like, it's the same shit. If Donald Trump being elected, apart. yeah, I can see that. Like, I remember Donald Trump. Why aren't you happy? Yeah, isn't he like a game show host? And <laughs> yeah, like, and we're getting game show politics. Like he is, he is in a way, like the perfect president for right now, for current day, because everything yeah, is honestly. so fake and gay. 
that like of course you're gonna have a game show host that's gonna like promise everybody all this crazy stuff and then after the break there's like nothing happens like nothing you ask for happens and for some reason he's doing all the things he promised you in america in israel (laughs) we're gonna build a wall in israel and america is gonna pay for it (laughs) that's it's literally like yeah that's his attitude Okay, we could digress into the migrant crisis that did happen within this decade. And, oh, man, man. Because I did wanted to do a podcast really basing it off of my firsthand experience and just opinions on Hispanic people in America. And um, about going back to the migrant crisis before I digress, is um scary thing is, we're talking about the wall, but we all know there's tunnels. Of course. And we all know there's just people who get paid to just transport people in a fashionable way right past, you know, the guards in a bus. Yeah. Ab- ab- <clears throat> there are absolutely problems with with the wall in a practical sense. I think it I think it will be a deterrent, but I think mostly the strength of the wall is a political strength. It's it's a step in the right direction to say, hey, we don't want you just coming here. It's a message. It's and it, it if nothing, it's a message for the American people to say, okay, this is our identity. So it's more of like an idea. Than well like yeah. a physical accomplishment. I think the metaphor of the wall is is it's is valuable. Not to say that I think it won't also deter people from from coming over there, because right now it's relatively easy to go there. It will become more difficult. Um, it won't be impossible. People will still find a way. Yeah. Be like Holocaust days, people on the ground going, you know, to the cellar in the basement, just like that. I remember I was watching this like black satire i want to call it a movie and um main characters they were like being smuggled but they run into some mexicans and he's like oh don't worry i can speak uh mexican so he's like well what are you or who are you and the mexican said slaves and i was like that's not funny and that's not realistic why why would mexicans refer to themselves as slaves and it just got me thinking, no, if anything, these people are, are coming into a very good position. America is one of the most acceptable countries in the world as far as travel, passport, economy. And on top of that, I don't know if this is true, but they said people that migrate into America have like A1 credit. Good credit. Well, it's so interesting that that you bring that up. You know, and their comment is, "We are slaves." This is this would be a whole, a whole episode all all by itself. But briefly, the ten thousand foot view on it: there are micro loan companies that are based largely, largely in New York and Brooklyn, but all around America, that put out these apps that make micro loans to people, and they're largely. (laughs) 
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. This is NNMRadio.com. I'm your host, PLS Zaddy. And this is your boy, King Young. This is going to be some editive go. We started off the editive go with so biz. He was giving us a critique on his business, where he's going, and he couldn't uh, tell us much. But enough about that. We're about to give y'all a follow-up on these new car releases. Uh, any... any um, notes or reviews you wanted to say before we get this list started yeah i want to really check out tesla and all that oh yeah let me pull some of this stuff up but we're gonna need some visuals the world gonna change man tesla's gonna take over there ain't gonna be no more gas yeah and, and tesla also surprised me but we will get to them so last year we we had we had a whole list we had um like Cadillac, we had Lexus, but we didn't want to mix up Cadillac and Lexus with the supercars like a Colin Seg and the Remac. Yeah. And a Pagatti. Those those are like so so super duper. Some super dupers. So uh this list is basically not technically from the worst to the best, but I just I'd let you know about cars. About cars. And first on the list is gonna be the Lexus Sport. Ain't nothing uh too um you know special about the Lexus Sport uh this year is um it's a common car that you that you've been seeing if you ever seen this model. The one with the little crazy nose. Yeah and I, I've seen a, f- a few folks drive it. It's not really a head turner. Just the nose the grill is kinda different. That's it. Where this is the everyday man's car size on it. Word, and I didn't know it had a coupe to it. Oh, they giving us a preview of the 2020 Lexus uh, LC 500. Yeah, they just got that little goofy grill on it, right? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that grill. Looks like an ordinary car. Nah, you just seen the handle? <laughs> they try to upgrade it. And also, um, that goes along with um, the Lexus is uh, their souped-up car. Um, it's called the LFA. Your favorite. I love the car design. I'll be honest. With the pipes out the back? The, the front, the side. I mean, didn't they uh, drop something this year? They said they got a follow-up. Official music video. I doubt it. (laughs) I didn't hear a car got an official music video. Anyway, next on the list. The album draw LFA. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I should be up there. Next on the list is the Mustang Shelby GT500. Oh, shit. Mustang's been doing this thing. They got um, they got Shelby, and they got another uh, model out. Yeah, it should be the Cobra. Yeah, the Cobra. And uh, 
Mustang's been doing his thing. It's it's been uh, always releasing his cars and um, the same kind of build. Same build. They they haven't uh, left left tradition that much. And um, the one notable thing that I, that I believe they probably also include is the non-drift factor because they don't want you to slide. Yeah, because um, a lot of videos of people just going full Mustang, losing control of their car, and then it'll just burn out. They're real well hell. Like yeah. Also, they showed us a Mustang SUV. Kind of nice. She was, I like that grill on it. Everybody got an SUV, it seems like. Mustang needed to do that, though. To, to get more buyers. That's what we were talking about like two years ago, right? We said everybody want to be on the far and this, far and that. If you put more, spend money with your American vehicles, they probably would put more money into the car, right? Mm-hmm. To make it be as classy as a far. Why would we keep on put all that money until you really don't want to spend it, you know? Like these cars right here, maybe like $50,000. Yeah. sixty. So, if we really had it like a supercar, you would be paying 100000 So, it's like, you know? Yeah. They they, they they got the spec'd up Mustang. That That's a pretty penny. And they also got the everyday man that could afford the type of Mustang. Right. And they just gave us a, just a tiny preview of that of that SUV. Oh yeah, the SUV. I guess That's for crazy, right? I've well, never seen that. Yeah, so 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 you know your baby mom or the wife could drive Mustang with you. She always liked the Mustang, but now she got kids. <laughs> you can't get that too low no more. Nope. Next on the list is Cadillac CT6. Whenever I see this uh, Cadillac CT6 out, I'm like, wow, that's that's nice. And you know why I say that's nice? I really like the headlights. You like Cadillacs anyway. You love Cadillacs. Right? Me too. Yeah, I got a neutral respect for it. I, I was raised off of Cadillac. Yeah. That's why I... I I, I got the grill always gonna get your attention. You gonna go to, to the front of a Cadillac every time you see that. But the the teardrop eyes, I, I I like the um headlights. I like what they were doing with that that design. It, that's that's a real head turner like for me. More on the hood, farther back. Oh uh, no, I'm talking about on the side. Yeah, know what I'm saying. Oh, you talking about like that? Yeah. My car oh, got that, yeah. but not all the way up. And there's a four, though? Man, that's nice. Kind of small, too. Yeah, because, yeah, that's what I was just thinking, like, oh. See, I'd rather drive that than the Lexus Sport. You and, hate the grill on the Lexus. <laughs> it's, that shit's stupid. Cadillac just right. The New York license plate. He said I ain't putting it on my front. Next on the list is Dodge Char- Challenger. The Challenger. The uh, Hellcat. The Hellcat one? Okay. 
I really don't like the look of it. It, it it's what it's supposed to be. You know, the Hellcat, it give it the look of the name. The name, it looks like that. More of a muscle car than like the other one. They muscle, but it more look like a sports, right? This model? The other, like the regular Dodge Charger, it look like a sports car. This one look more muscle. Hell yeah, I have to give it to the Hellcat for keeping that, that muscle look for, for the Challenger. I like that look they, they, they got for it. And the, the the Challenger is just like the Mustang. They, they keep the same look. <laughs> they keep the same look. They, they, kept, they keep producing more and more each year. This is an everyday man's car. It's not going to rob your, your, your bank. I, honestly, a lot of people could afford a Mustang, could afford the Dodge Challenger. But whenever somebody comes driving by with it, everybody is dapping them up and saying, yo, that's, that's the man, yo. I but like your still car. A, a relevant car, right? Like, you can yeah. get it for the 40000 30,000, you know, a regular Dodge Charger. And and the communities for Mustang and for and for Dodge Challenger out there, you 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 can find custom made, you can find old schools, people and, willing to sell you their car, or just give you their car because they got too many of these. But the thing is, like you just said, the model looked the same. So it's like you can have an old Charger and still be looking decent today. And on top of that, the state usually always leans towards Dodge than those other two cars when they want to. Yeah, when they want to uh, produce a, a car for for your city or for your state, they're they're coming to Dodge. We we notice so so Dodge is that reliable, and that's why I rank them just a bit higher. On I, I wouldn't say because of that. I say it's kind of because. It got the power and the size too, cause it's like Ford don't have that compact car that you would use for. Oh, a we police, didn't even we know? didn't even hit for it yet. That's what I'm saying. They use Ford trucks, police, but they don't use the cars, you know. Because the cars kind of smaller and not powerful as the Dodges. Next on the list would be the BMW i8. Now, the reason why I rank BMW i8 uh, this high on the list is because this uh, model by itself has been trending and been turning heads. And also, uh, the, the late, great Triple X owns one of these cars. And they got his his model in display in, he died. in Miami, yeah. And um, BMW Stardom has has his own cult following, and and uh, people even make jokes about people with Beamer saying they're dirt bags. Whoever owns a Beamer, um, yeah. And um, that that's all I could really say. Just this one Beamer model. Uh, Beamer model. All the other models are just the same as you know the 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 other models of the Lexuses, the other models of the Cadillacs. You know they're kind of the same, but this one kind of stand out with that two tone. 
Yeah, I really like I really like what what they got going on with with, with uh, this BMW model. That, Look that at the gas. Where they put the gas at? Up you top. See, you see it? Oh, right there. Yeah. Nice. Got the butterfly doors. All of all of them come two tone too. Pretty looking car and also futuristic. Right. right. It's like they stuck to that look. And it, it helps them. That's one of their popular sellers. That I ate. Next on the list is the Mercedes-Benz GLB. And I think y'all should love this one. Because whenever I see these uh, driving around town, I'm like, yeah, mama got money. <laughs> now, other than mama got an a, a SUV, but mama got a nice SUV. I don't really like it. The money of it and the quality of it, you know it's there. But the look of it, too. Yeah, I'm not that much of, of a fan. Kind of look of it. It's kind of look too much of a like a woman's car. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's too rounded off. Yeah, that's 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 the high end baby mama car right there. Like that's the I I shop at Whole Foods type of right. car. I'm gonna fill the whole car with that shit too. Yeah, one trip. I ain't going back no no more than mine. And technically, I'm not stopping for anybody because I'm driving a Mercedes Benz, Benz still. Right. <laughs> still. My car still costs more than yours. Yeah, you know, yours looks better, <laughs> right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, the 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 GLB, nice, nice car car overall. Uh, oh, that shit ugly. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, it is ugly. But I, I would say overall specs, overall... I know the engine and the I, drive is going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to compare it to the regular cars. It's just the look of it. Next on the list is the Mercedes-Benz AMG. Mm. Now, the AMG looks sleek. It looks fashionable. Whenever I see people drive by in it, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah None sure. other... Now, now that are you a Mercedes man's guy, but you're up to times Mercedes man's guy. You're not the driving the early 2000s aesthetic Mercedes Benz guy. Nah, you're driving a pretty good looking Mercedes Benz. I, I really like this sleek look. I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Panorama top. That way it helps it out. Oh, it does? So it could go uh, semi convertible. Turbo, Turbo four wide. Boy from Michigan. You probably killing no bad roads. How them lights fly? Oh, he the same person who took me. Uh, New York. He said, "Fuck that, we going way out here today." <laughs> Heck yeah! You you seen a couple of these, or it's kind of no, rare for you? Rare for that. <clears throat> That's. Yeah. That one, like you say, you gotta have money, and it ain't no car that the man would drive. Be the car, sort of like, well, we got this truck, and we needed a car too, you know, right? Oh, you need me to pause this? And um, honorable mention 
is um, the Mercedes-Benz Biome. <clears throat> it looks I've like... I've never seen it. I've never seen it before. And it's a concept car. So... Just creative shit. Or maybe creative for some movie. Y'all ain't gonna get. <laughs> Bird, I thought they would have something for uh, this year. What about that one that jumped? That three years ago. That's a real car. Damn, like look at that clown shit. Clown car. <laughs> They're like, y'all niggas got clown time, cars, but, but, but I got. <clears throat> Hell, clown. Look at the rims. Look I'm, at the tires. Yeah, I'm trying to wonder, like, where would the traction be for the tires? They just don't want to show you. They have some Mercedes Benz. I'm thinking I'm looking at a BMW. You never would drive that car on the road. Not in Jersey. It's too wide. Look how wide that thing looks. Turn on structure. Yeah, I, I, I would... I would think that thing could hardly turn. Like you had to keep on turning the wheel and keep on turning the wheel. You keep on turning the wheel. Alright. Next on the list is still, you know, Mercedes-Benz is still an everyday man's car. You could get different models. They depreciate after some years. All the time because they make a a model every year. Yeah, that's 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 uh, I guess uh, the Achilles heel and some of these uh, cars that that we're releasing. I mean, that we're talking about early in this list, they come out with new ones every year, <clears throat> and everybody's driving them every year, basically. Yeah, trading it over for the new one. Yeah, uh, that's that's famous now, leasing cars. And people try to make you feel like your car not good no more because you got a 2016 and it's 2020. But that still was a good car. Yeah. So next on our list is the Acura NSX. They look nice. Yeah, I, I like uh, the Acura N- NSX. Whenever I, mind your, why they keep it's showing you what it looked like? It looked like that. <laughs> it, it used to like look like Ford. that. Not the Ford, but the Porsche. That's it? That's an old one. Oh, that's an old one. Yeah. They keep showing you the old one, what it used to look like. I, I love that model. Yeah, they're just trying to show you that they re- just remade that one. Updated it, really. Yeah. Now, keeping on that. They got the Bugatti wing on there on the side. Got the Bugatti wing on there, yo. On the side. Where, whenever I see this car... It's a young guy and he got money. Look at it. It looked like two cars and maybe three or four cars. It looked like the uh the Chevy Corvette on the nose, don't it? From the side. With that uh breather on the side. Yeah. Corvette and on the other part like Bugatti with that thing on there. Really they built it like that for speed. You gotta have them the breather in there for the speed. Breathing, yeah, the motor in the back, so I gotta have the wings on the side. That's a nice looking car. Nice looking car. That's the up the diary Bugatti. That's what I say. 
remind me of the Bugatti when I see that shit in now. Poor bad Bugatti. Yeah. Really? Small little version. Where? Nice car, everyday man. Could drive that. You ain't going too crazy. I got respect for the folks that drive that. Next on the list is the Dodge Viper ACR. Now, the reason why I went with this one and not the classic Dodge Viper is because the classic Dodge Viper is just, um, they're going to release it every other year. And they're going to go with the Corvette year. Uh, they went with the Corvette uh, looking one this year. And I, I, I like the Corvette looking one better. <clears throat> because I, I, I got them bad vibes with, with um, them Vipers. They just as deadly as the Mustangs, man. People Back burn too strong. Yeah, that little tail they, they, they put on the Vipers. The nose long, but the tail short. On those early models, it was bad for the aerodynamics, and people used to burn out and lose control of their cars. They're more for a straightforward speed, right? Yeah. Now this new one, I, I like I like um, this design. They'll probably put the wing on that to help. Yeah. I think the wing higher up like that is more aerodynamic it for it. To stay down. <clears throat> Yep. And I and that that's that's the point I was making about the old models with that wing right on the on the hood with that aerodynamics it kept on probably pushing it up for you to lose control on your front ends but with that car, especially lifting off, I could imagine them wheels losing traction and that's why people burnt out. Crash! They dodge vipers back in the day. Fastest car, but you can't win a race because you can't drive it. <laughs> it's like you needed to put some gorilla glue on your steering wheel, or something <laughs> to keep that bitch straight. Fastest car on the road, but you still lose. Yeah, because you can't drive it. And and um, I think that's what almost killed the company. Uh, uh, just um, those the poor aerodynamics and and, and choice and design and. For the last few years, they've been um, the Viper, making that The reason up. why it's a Viper because of it, the sleek skinniness of it. I'm like thinking that big front head. Yeah, it like reminded it, you of a co- co- like a Cobra, like. But a what I'm saying is all around it, right? A, like a snake. Ain't yeah. No point in it. No points on right. Yeah. And I, I, I also like like the back end design of, of the car. It helps it. It, 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 it's, it keeps its um, original Dodge look. The front looks totally different well, after all these years, but the they back just put still more reminds you. That's all it looked like. Yeah. They just put more vents on the hood so it could breathe better. Whatnot. Oh, this this next one. This is your favorite. I know. The McCann. Let's get it. Every car don't drop. They on SUV. 
Porsche went on to drop the SUV. And they got one of the famous Porsche it is now. Yes. And I I like this design better than the Mercedes Benz, and that's why I rank them higher than the Mercedes Benz. Yeah, because they're design round. and performance. But it's kind of like the gloss and the headlights make theirs. Their roundness look good. The headlights, maybe, right? Because yeah, they're caught like, round. I like the headlights all the way. Side. That's what I'm saying. The headlights probably make it look better because the headlights on the other one probably just in the front. Well, yeah, they they both kept to their same design headlights wise, and converting that into a SUV, Porsche just looks better than than uh, Mercedes Benz when and uh, when making it into a SUV. I, I don't know. Especially the one with the, the two tone look nice. Where I, I see people on the roads with it, and, and it's a good look. It's an odd It's like a horse truck. Right? Yeah. Every time. You, 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 you got the supercar and the SUV. Oh, yeah. It's a sport. They know super. It's the same people that make supercars. Next on the series that uh, made their improvements was the um, Porsche 918 Spider. You ain't never seen a Porsche that look like this. Hit like crazy. No, that's, that's a that's a cone. Showing the whole view of a car. It's just a race. He dusted his ass. Yeah. Porsche dusted him. Yeah, Porsche does Porsche does pretty pretty good as as, as a supercar. delivery of a Porsche 918 Spider in my dreams. <laughs> my theory on why the Porsche looks like that is probably because they got some inspiration from Ferrari. Come on, this one. Yeah, it looks a lot like a Ferrari. No, it looks like the Ferrari, but it, it's like the Porsche. Look at the old school Porsche. The, the hood go in and the lights is up, humps in the middle. See? <laughs> you, you right. It got it got the it got the Porsche influence still in it. It just look like the Ferrari, but it, 
It's like that because the Porsche got the middle part. You got the black man oh, stepping out of and the stunt. McLaren. You know this is motherfucker right here. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even worried about them over there. <laughs> this the bitch Word. I came to see. <laughs> the spider. And um, uh, a lot of these cars, when they add the name spider to it, I think they give it that long look of, to it. Yeah, the long look. Spider means first stop. McLaren, McLaren, McLaren. Two Porsches, and that was a Porsche all the way at the end. That must be a 911 right there. Kind of new, too. Gotta be a new version. Oh, yeah. What them license plates say? You think they from around here? <laughs> he said on that car, he just said taking the delivery. <laughs> oh, where are they? <laughs> All right, um, he just took a shot of that bit while he had it in his possession. Like fuck that, I don't even record this bitch. I got it for a little second. It's mine for like a day. <laughs> just on record. So, uh, next on the list is the Aston Martin DBS. That baby a little small. The Super Lagara, uh, have fun saying that name. Super Lagara, yeah, London. Yep. So the Brits went on and gave James Bond an upgrade this year. Like the video skin. Yeah, London. Oh yeah, that's that's where Aston Martin born and raised. He had to show you that. On the wrong side of the road, right? That's how they be. If we was in, if we was in their country, we'd be on that side of the road. Head up. <laughs> if I, why is this nigga driving the wrong way? If I, my bad. I'm American. I don't know whether to turn right or left. <laughs> oh, whew. That Aston Martin. Now that's how you do a grill. Grill, right? <laughs> That classic grill. I like the back. Still keep it. Whoa, look at that. The side. Ford, like Ford on the side, right? Yeah, like like you can step up in it. <laughs> Probably made it out of wing. Keep it down. When they have speed. Oh, yeah. That car. That bed's so beautiful like a video game. Yeah. You the dash he, on that bed so pretty. You thought he would... He was playing some Grand Torino. Oh, yeah. So, Aston Martin got a good look to it. I give it that. I always never liked their back. They front perfect. It like they got too many lines in the back. Oh, the ripples? Yeah. I can see that. Next on the list is the Jaguar XJ. Now, why do I rank the Jaguar XJ just a little bit higher? Is because of its rarity. The people that drive this car, they got to acquire taste. I know this. This is like your father's. This is your father's car. Yeah, he yeah. don't even really work. Yeah, he, he got a good job. 
You know, then he really work though. With whatever you see somebody driving a Jaguar, you know they got money. He can leave work when he want. And and <laughs> and they're everyday man. Then this is the everyday man that actually got money. I like the whippers on the top. Yeah, oh, and the jag. And whenever I do recognize that this is a jag, I'm like, okay, this, this the car looks way money. different from the old school, right? Yes. And on top of that, this Jaguar is like how I think about the Mercedes Benz. Just like it. When 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 I see it, I'm like, none other do you like Jaguars, but you up to date with the Jaguar right yeah. here. The back end really so different from the old one. That would make it so different. Oh yeah. So but the grill chromed out. That makes it stand out. This is also, I can see the rival to the Cadillac because it compact. Yeah, it looks the same. Luxury mostly. Yeah, but it's luxury. Uh, I will say that. People that got a taste for Jaguar, they look good in a Jaguar because not everybody drives they a Jaguar. They're not wearing no t shirt or jeans. <laughs> hey, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> And Jaguar releases cars every year, like 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 all the other car brands. So so they they, they got you. They right? started keeping up. They had fell off for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next on the list in the Jaguar series that caught my eye was the XE, and I could see this as like just trying to give you a compact car that you. It's like Jaguar have to can, you can't have one car for sale. Doesn't that remind you of the Mustang Shelby, the eyes? A little bit, yeah. And it's a four door. Look at the nose too. So if you didn't like that last one or you couldn't afford that last one, surely you could afford this the one. The compact car. Yeah, if if you like Jaguar, I like this look. It it blends in with all the other cars. It looks like. Yeah, you ain't gonna be. Too outstanding with this one. Yeah, that's that's what I was wanted to say. Like not everybody's going to peep you driving a Jaguar in this one. Until they look at the, the back of the front. Or they see that tiger run at them. Some on the side. Black rim. The, the, rims, the black rims the gonna make you look at the car anyway. They gonna be like, they ain't come with regular, right? Yeah. Black rim make you look at it. And uh, last on the series, it caught my eye, and I wanted to give it a shout out. And they're, they're dropping this one this this year, and it's a two door uh, Jaguar called the F Type. I'm like, okay, Jaguar, I like that. The back kind of smaller than the other one. They took that same uh, XJ and said, okay, let's make it for the college kid. Or for the for the guy that wants to go more fast, sport. it does got that sport look to it. I like it. I like that that contour. Yeah, they took to they it. took too like the first one had too much in the back. Like it was that so does hot. remind me of a Jaguar. Now I'm looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> that back, but also looks like an Aston Martin. Aston Martin, the first one. Mm. Not the first one, like older model. Yeah, man. Jaguar catch it up now. 
Is it too soon? If I had to tell you yes, probably so. Panorama roof. Everybody coming up now. Shoot. Got a nice blue color to it. Right, it look nice. Next on the list, another cult following. A lot of people. Now, Adi. R8. Adi just came and took over the game. Yeah, man. You didn't even know about Adi. Bro. A couple of years ago, right? And almost every single time, whether it's the 2010, maybe even it's 2020, I'm like, dang, that Audi looking sexy. They trying to be like Lamborghini and Porsche. Everyday man that look like they they ball out too when they driving the Audi. I I I feel like they they copping off of uh, of course the Lamborghini, like you said, like the grills mostly with that kind of jagged edge, right? Like diamond types in the front. They did change the front of it a little bit. Look at the back of it. Look at this side, look just like a Bugatti. What the yeah. fuck? They all want to be like Bugatti. That bitch look just like a Bugatti, right? They all want to be a Bugatti. But you see that contour on the hood? That reminds me of the Mustang Shelby. <clears throat> See what they really I'm not a fan of that girl though. No, what they really focus on, this car go fast, we gotta have air. So they big and boogie. That's why the grill like that. Wide open. <laughs> no chrome, no none of that. Just so you can get air flowing to the motor. Alright. Let's see next one of this. Maserati Alfie. Alfie. Yeah, I guess I'm pronouncing that right. Let's see what they got this. this they got a race. This is the type of car white boys that come to the store and don't even cut it off. Go in. They know you ain't gonna touch it. <laughs> Nobody got one of these. Word. And um my Maserati fate. Oh, this is a video game. Maserati be like Aston Martin. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's a Maserati, not an Aston Martin. That's what I keep saying to myself. How do um the grill just fold in, right? Well, for me, I just know it's British, and I keep saying Aston Martin, but I was like, no, it's it's a Maserati. I'm just thinking, oh, a British car, Aston Martin. <laughs> this guy just put in that rims. 
Oh, no wonder. <laughs> oh, maybe there's a commercial for this joint. Salt. Yeah. If you ain't no, if you ain't see that pitchfork, would you think it's some balls over Heidi? You gotta be a video game. Yeah, I think that's a video game. Yeah, but that's what it looks like. Yep. That back. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's an awesome art. And then I keep looking, I'm like, no. Oh, it's a, a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after from seeing that last model, man, they they all trying to copy each other. Oh, it's the Cobra. Look at the Cobra. Not the Cobra, but the uh, Viper in the front, too. Skin in the front. Where? That's all right. They don't, you know, gave it more of a um, compact look to it. We're going to check out the Gran Turismo Maserati that came out in 2020. Like that pearl color. It's kind of matte. Yeah, that mallet color. Matte. Word, it looks smaller. They took the car and it's like... Yeah, Maserati right. is known for that matte shit. I've seen a lot of matte black Maserati around here. I like the spotlights and headlights. And for, when they first came, started being in America strong, I used to be like, I want that car in with a pitfall. Where you think it's trending down? <laughs> Game banging. <laughs> <laughs> now you be like the game banging with the car. You about know, damn? It's just a Caribbean car with the pitchfork. What what country is that from? Carbon fiber though. Graphite and stuff it's like a, that. It's a racing car. Oh yeah. Whoever got this car. Yeah, man. That's a racing car. Yeah. Sports line. You know it's a racing car. Ready to hit 200. You think it can hit 200? Look at the dash. What the heck? Say 230. I could have sworn it said 3. <laughs> 330 on the dash? <laughs> With this suede seat. Big ass TV screen. Yeah, you can still smoke a cigarette. If you Put everything it. in your shit. <laughs> you seen that? Got the big USB chip. Got the flash rod chip. Oh, it is four seater. In that little motherfucker. Hey. Everybody can go fast. <laughs> I give them props for that. Everybody can go fast. It's a good thing they're a little higher on that list just for that. I went out guess until he put that seat back. Still can have a family. Have a Maserati. Yeah. 
long as they ain't in the car seat no more. Or baby mom complaining about you and picking up the kids. You're like, yo, I'm good. I can put the baby seat in the back. Like, I mean, we good. Shit. Like, whatever. That seat don't move far enough. How you gonna fit it back there? <laughs> I like it. It looks cool. Carbon fiber everywhere. Grand Turismo. 2020. Got a nice ring to it. Matte purple and carbon fiber black. That trunk look a little small though. You know it's gonna be small. (laughs) (laughs) You got more room. Or what? Oh. Pay the battery up on that yet. Next on the list. All respect to the Corvette. Z you got Corvette all the way at the top on y'all ass. <laughs> top, 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 top. And the 2020 is looking super sexy. I'm liking it. Got a good wing on it. Look, it look like a Lamborghini now. How Corvette looking like a Lamborghini. And, and the back still looks like a Corvette. Oh, that's a Hennessy. No. Hennessy? Oh, that's a nigga's name. I'm about to say. Corvette looking kind of fish in the front. You already know what it is. You just seen it. Bro, look at that. I like that design. You just seen it do this. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that Corvette. Look where you took your ass at. Straight to it, nigga. Y'all don't want none of this shit. <laughs> Z who the champ? Tell them who the champ. Tell them who the champ in the sports cars. We're going to have to be the Corvettes. Tell them. It got to be a super to beat them. You got to have a super car to beat this. It needs it. Or Porsche. Super or Porsche. Ain't nothing else going to beat it. Or a souped up fucking... Um, it's usual some shit. <laughs> yep. Yep, we are we are the way on the far end of the list of the everyday man's car. I love this car. And they got it in a burnt orange right here. Everyday man, if you work hard enough, they you got can, it you can still afford this they car. They got the racing wing on it this year, right? It don't look like a normal wing, it look like a racing wing. They plan to make this car even faster, I guess. Shoot. It's got a supercar influence in it. The car better be supercars. <laughs> what are they going to do this year? Yeah. I guess it's technically a supercar now. At this at this point, looking at that thing. Why you got the extra exhaust in there? This is an easy 3D printer. That's how they come. Alright. Uh, now we're in the supercar. Um, yeah, do you see where the world that Chevy? The last of the, the uh, sports. Oh. He's the champion. And before we leave um, sports cars, the car company that took the biggest L this year, in my opinion, was Chrysler. 
Let's give him an honorable mention now. You said we got some losers this year. You said it. Yeah. Same cause, just more. It's the most American sedan you could buy today. I hope America not at that low standards. We shining a little more. He got an S though. Oh, 300 S. Excuse me. It look kind of muscle now. That one. It got the original back. Yeah. And it's a little different up front. Size got a little uh, curves to it. It ain't all bounced off. You know? Got some curves to it. It look like the Cadillac. Back in the day, look like one of them on uh, Kellett. Uh, yeah, it does. Right. You got the sports edition. Yeah, them tires. They're like, come and race me. Wants to be an Aston Martin. Right, got a wing on him. Oh no, Chrysler. Alright, next on the list is the Lotus XEG. Riding in a Lotus. Smoking like a bogey. I got shooters. Forest Street Legal Track Toy for Money. I got shooters. Robert Ory. Riding in Lotus now, y'all. The Lotus is one of the ugliest cars it is because it's like, it makes it seem like the wheel too big for the front. I see it as like a, a female type of a car. This is like a girlfriend's sports car. I mean, supercar. I feel like the tires, the way they got the front end looking, it look like the tires too big for the front. Even though they're the same size as the ones in the back. Like it's some optical illusion. Yeah. So it looking like an Alfa Romeo. Next on the list is um, the Lotus Specs. Which is, uh, I guess, a more classic looking um, Lotus. Yeah, the long look. They short as fuck. Lotus short. It's a small car and it's a video game. <laughs> At least they're trying to control. I love that one though. 
they didn't give a fuck about the look on this one. They just want to make sure that bitch is a super. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 said, all right, let's make a a car that looks like a McLaren. It got it's a little McLaren influence. I see in it. What the one with the breather on the top? That was uh, the Exegy. This is uh, Evora. Evora. The Lotus Evora GT 410 Sport. Something very specific. You got a title like that. One is off. The Lotus um, Stingray. Which nobody got. I guess Lotus is just an exotic car. They put the real Stingray on <laughs> Some hot rod. Like we said, guys, we we in the supercars now, and a Ford GT is a supercar. Got the breathers on the side. 